What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Daddy Gate Podcast. I am your host, Mr. Truthy Poo Poo, alongside... Mr. Chansey Poo. How's it going? Exquisite, my friend. We are ready for another somewhat delectable and delicious Daddy Gate episode. Are you ready? I'm definitely ready, man. I mean, this, this podcast doesn't exist, apparently, so I think we're good to go as hard as we want. So let's get into it. Yeah, man. What a wild week up and down the the whole Daddy Gate scale. It, it has been. It's been a wild couple of weeks, hasn't it? Um, but yeah, this uh, this recent recent couple of events here, all all Sean Atwood uh, related, all brought on himself as usual. I think it's just a cry for attention. Uh, you look at the numbers. Mm-hmm. You, and by the way. Excellent video that you put out yesterday. If you guys haven't seen it, go to Chancer's video and check it out. In my opinion, the best Atwood breakdown video he's ever done, which is saying a lot because you've made a lot of great videos, but you broke it down and I can just picture Sean watching that video and just being pissed off, man. Um, He's calling for evidence. You're hitting him with evidence. He's gaslighting up and down and the title to the video you made was completely appropriate. So, everyone, if you haven't seen it, check it out. Cheers, man. Yeah, it was a it was a fun video to make. Uh, I had a little bit of a deadline. All these things are so time sensitive, you know. You've got to try and get them out of the time, and it had to kind of make sense because, well, as you know, James English obviously called out Sean Atwood, although it wasn't really a call out. It was more of a response to what I consider to be repeated, unprovoked attempts at inflaming tensions between James English and Sean Atwood by Sean himself just in the most recent couple of weeks, you know? Um, And I couldn't understand why Sean was just suddenly starting to go after James English, and I still don't. He obviously got a a level of confidence about him that he felt it was time to start going after James English. James then put out a video on his own channel calling out Sean Atwood, and he did give me a shout-out in that, which was very nice. It was uh, good to see. Uh, Sean Atwood said, the trolls will be laughing their asses off at this. And I can confirm if I am one of those trolls, I certainly was laughing my ass off. So Mr. Atwood certainly had that correct. But it wasn't really a call out by James English. It was more of James English saying, in my opinion anyway, you know, Sean, if you're going to come at me with this bullshit, uh, then let's put your, your shit out for everyone to see on my main channel and it's the first time somebody with a a very large platform has actually called out Sean Atwood uh, in relation to a lot of these a lot of these issues Um, but again Atwood fired back uh, as if he wasn't expecting James English to actually you know respond to his repeated provocations over the last few days Uh, Atwood actually fired back to James English's call out video and as you would expect, it was just absolutely full of total and utter gaslighting, which is the only appropriate word. Uh, he was sitting there and saying things like, my entire backstory checks out, all my paperwork is there, it's legit, it's been checked out by Vice, it's been checked out by NBC News or whoever. Um, you know, they wouldn't feature me if my backstory was fake. And it's like, <laughs> which part of James English's video said your backstory was fake? You know? Uh. I think we skipped ahead a little bit. Uh, Let's go back to the whole DECA um, interview. Oh, yeah, yeah, That's what kind of instigated this whole thing and brought us. So for those that missed it, you know, kind of give them a little chronological. Uh, So, yeah, DECA Heggie had a 
podcast. He had Darren G, Sean Atwood on there. And Quite a big podcast uh, for Decker's channel as well. Uh, yeah, it, well, they kept uh, being amazed at 3,500 people live in the live yeah, chat. Was- and if you have someone with 700,000 subs, you got that another person normal. like Darren G who can, if he had a YouTube channel, could probably have 50, 60,000 subs of his own. Then yep. you have Deco with 10. You're talking about almost 800,000 subs. 3,500 yep. in the live chat is not very many. Well, they were uh, calling they it were, record breaking, which is, which is definitely uh, an exaggeration. They were what? Calling they were it? calling it record breaking. They said this, is, this has <laughs> got to be a new record. This has well, to be a new record. They were essentially talking uh, smack about James making all these crazy and slanderous claims. And James ended up responding to him uh, a couple days later. He did mm-hmm. the podcast on his channel by himself. No fancy microphones or studio, nothing. He just laid it out there. And when we were getting ready to check out the stuff, you were like, oh, shit, look how many people's in the live chat. I go, watch, bro. It's going to be double what they had at, at DECA. <laughs> it ended up yep. being pretty much, you know, it didn't surprise me. I had five. Well, no, definitely had 6, over 6,000. Yeah, yeah, he so hit the 6,000. 6, after... Atwood was talking about it being record breaking on Decca yeah. Heggie's channel, you know, and and yeah. and to make it quite clear to Mr. Atwood, and he's delusional if he thinks any different than this, it wasn't him that brought those numbers in on Decca's channel. It was Darren G, Darren G. Yep. that brought those numbers in, and uh, specifically because Darren G had been calling out Sean Atwood. And then we have the uh, chance. <laughs> yes, yeah, and myself. But, I mean, Darren G calls out anyone, even in that specific podcast, Darren G says, if you're going to lie about me, I'm going to lie about you, uh, which I thought yeah. was just absolutely wiped out everything else he said. You know, I was like, well, there you go. You know what I mean? They can't trust anything you say. And to actually humbly apologize to Sean Atwood, whose first example of gaslighting was against Darren G in that podcast, uh, because Darren G was not really believing Sean Atwood and Sean Atwood was insisting that certain things he'd done were completely unintentional towards Darren G, which we know is utterly false. Sean Atwood brought up allegations about Darren G, which I'm not going to repeat here on his interview with Sonia Poulton. Remember back then he mentioned allegations that were going around unfounded, which I believe to be false allegations about Darren G. He brought them up out of nowhere for no reason. Sean Atwood's had it in for Darren G for a long time and I don't know why. He also wore a knife crime, an anti-knife crime t-shirt on an apology or a response video to Darren G uh, the other day. I don't know if you saw that where Sean Atwood did like my yeah, response to Darren yeah. G. It was like a two minute video and he was wearing a, 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 a knife a knife crime t-shirt that had a different logo on it. It wasn't Darren G's knife crime t-shirt or knife crime logo. And the first thing I thought when I saw that is why is Sean Atwood wearing a different sort of knife, knife crime t-shirt when he's speaking to Darren G. It's such a deliberate attempt to try and either get in Darren G's good books in a really bad way, or he's actually trying to fuck with Darren G, which Darren G picked up on and said, why did you wear that T-shirt? And Darren, and Sean Atwood was like, oh, it was totally unintentional, Darren. Oh, you know, like he just happens <laughs> to be wearing that. And then Darren G bought it. And I just thought, you're gaslighting Darren G yeah. there. And I was going to mention that in my video, but I thought better of it, you know. But, you know, you're gaslighting Darren G right there to his face. And, in my opinion, you could see Darren G sort of struggling with his uh, thoughts on the matter. You could see that he didn't quite believe Atwood, but the, for whatever The whole reason, thing was a shit show, man. Like, yeah. uh, you know, one second they're cool, 
like you know yeah i i'm sorry for this and then darren g yeah i'm sorry for that and then but you're gay and then it's back and forth yeah and, and then they start being cool again and then attacking each other choose a life not a knife um while he's talking shit <laughs> just, never attack darren it's, it's, it's all Sean has ever done is apologize and apologize and apologize to Darren yeah. G despite the fact he's on the pa- on paper done nothing wrong to Darren G. Well, he held on Darren to his G book is the problem. He held but, on, he did hold on to his book and he did other yeah. things as well, which Darren knows about. Um, so but, they, you know, they, on they're both, paper, they're both, kept hands clean. yeah, they both don't have their hands clean. They both, they're the, there's plenty of blame to go on both sides, but you know, the, at the end of the day, the reason they that little podcast got any views was because of Darren G. Let's not make any mistake about that. You can feel how you want about the man one way or the other. It doesn't matter. The fact of the matter is the views came in because of Darren G. No other reason. I mean, yeah, Sean had made... 100%. Yeah, Sean had made the rounds on other shows and he was struggling to get 100 views in the in the live chat 150 he was on the chris thrall dude with 60,000 subs uh that's where he was yep. talking shit to me while um you know talking to chris and they managed what 150 on the live chat and 60,000 subs and allegedly 680 with Sean i mean you just see the pattern over and over again and the reason they got those quote unquote record-breaking numbers is because of Darren G at the end of the day. The views that Sean had on other platforms recently were he was lucky to be hitting 3,000 on podcasts with these other with these other people. You know, 3,000 views basically is what Sean Hart would will attract to a channel. No more or less than what they normally get on one of their videos, um, whereas Darren G always brings in the big numbers when he's on a podcast. It's well-known. And that is what they did. But they exploited the fact that so many people had tuned in to go after James English, who'd been completely silent for, we must be talking almost a year now. Uh, James English had been absolutely silent on Sean Atwood. And for some reason, the last few weeks, it was before the Decca Heggie podcast as well. It wasn't just that, but it was actually before that. Sean kept talking about the Scottish podcaster, which is not me. Some people think he's referring to me. He actually calls me the Scottish troll. So he's got a thing about uh, talking about people without having the balls to say who he's talking about. I call you Um, the Scottish kitty cat. (laughs) Yes, I've I've heard worse. (laughs) Yeah. No, it's... It's just a cry for attention. Like, you know, we started the show today. Sean's numbers are not relevant. Uh, They're in the tank. And what better way than to drum up some attention by bringing in James, reading text messages from James that are Uh, months old. And then when when called out on it. Yeah. yeah, And then when called out on it, when was these? When did you get these text messages? He tried to dodge the question. And uh, yeah. I will give Decca credit for that for re- bringing up the question again. Well, wait a minute, when did he send? And then he had he was forced to answer that those uh, text messages came way back in December or something like that. They had also, if you notice, they'd actually stopped talking about James English as well. They said, "Let's move on to something more positive now," and they'd stopped talking about James English. But I would pulled it back to James English repeatedly. And then just out of nowhere, I started reading out his text messages towards the end of the podcast. It was irrelevant. And that's why Darren G and Decca Heggie were confused because they were like, oh, did these just come through just now? These messages or what? Why are you mentioning them otherwise? We were talking about James English earlier. Why have you just brought it back up again? Um, but all Sean succeeded in doing in 
having this sort of little battle, which he hashtags as Podcast Wars, which is just so lame, you know? Like, he's the one putting... You don't put Podcast Wars in your own title. It's, you know, that's for other people to do when they're talking about what's going on. You don't say, I'm now part of the Podcast Wars. That is just pathetic. <laughs> just an absolute desperate but cry for help. The, the attention for that atten- or that cry for attention went even a few days before then. I can't remember exactly the timeline, but a week where he was allegedly challenging him, you know, to a boxing match. Pathetic. Uh, you know, Clout chasing. He, he saw yeah. James English was succeeding in, in a boxing, uh, in, in boxing training and that there was a bit of buzz about James English having a fight and Sean Atwood decided to try and get a slice of it, which is just ridiculous. And he's, he, he accuses this guy of defaming him and yet he's quite happy to say, oh, I'm going to have a boxing match with him and then no. we'll just shake hands afterwards. Not a good idea if you're going to try and sue someone for defamation. But it's the same... Say, oh, well, it's the same characteristic, man, that we've been seeing with all these uh, individuals where it's all right for them to talk smack. But as soon as the other side uh, defends themselves, oh, now now you're cyberbullying me. And all, uh, Cyber it's the same thing. Trolling. That's what he's doing. He's trying to have fun. Uh, yeah, I challenge him to a boxing match. By the way, there's a I've got a court proceedings you know, against you. <laughs> this is yeah. supposed to be the... Yeah. the you I'm know, Sean, both, the original gangster. And who, who says he hates snitches. Uh, he supports, he supports his critics being reported to the police and he's snitching on James English for something that Darren G said. It was Sean, the hardcore guy that teams yeah. up with campaigners. <laughs> Real it's hardcore, man. Yeah, it's, it's, all, it's all a joke, but you go, you go back to James English where he did his own show like we were saying on his own he was able to get six thousand uh numbers i'm not trying to make a big deal of the numbers but it i think it's relevant in this case uh for example i was looking at uh james english's podcast solo podcast in three days already two hundred and forty thousand essentially yeah uh, views Mm -hmm. so the view count of his sub count he's already hit that um and why am i bringing that up we've been pointing out that Sean's activity, his numbers, all that stuff just don't add up uh, with his allegedly 700,000 subscriber base. Uh, we, you mentioned this on your video yesterday, but you know, the, the social blade claim of the 10,000 subs loss. That was awesome. I spoke with uh, one of the callers last night. So if you guys want to check them out, check out my live streams. I'm still been doing them. I haven't gone anywhere. They're on Odyssey. But one of the callers that called in, she was the one that uh, put the the information. So shout out to the camera lady. That's that's the name she goes by. <laughs> She's the one that put the social blade stats where the what was the exact claim that he had lost 10,000. He said he lost 10,000 subs in the snap of a finger. Yeah, uh, he said just like that. He said I was losing 100 subs an hour, uh, but there's, he can't know that. All that, all that he could, based on the social blade stats, all that Sean Atwood could have seen was that his subscriber increase had slowed down. Not that he lost any subs. There was no loss of subs. The graph yeah. never went into the negative. It goes below the line if you lose subs. So there was no point where Atwood lost any subs. So it's just bullshit. And, just... and as you said, it's completely relevant to talk about the numbers because Atwood himself has marked the title as Podcast Wars. He invites comparison with James English. He says the Scottish podcaster po- hashtag Podcast Wars. That invites comparison. Uh, James English has 
got two hundred and what two hundred and eighty thousand subscribers in what three years? Sean Atwood has got eight seven hundred almost seven hundred thousand, let's say for the sake of argument, in thirteen years. Yeah, two eighty eight for James as of right now. And then that one video, two hundred and thirty-seven K views. But yeah, go on. Atwood's video responding to James got eighty-four thousand views at the last count. <laughs> That's uh, what I'm saying. Dude. Which is absolute. <laughs> which which just proves when you're going to hashtag podcast wars, don't invite comparison with somebody who clearly is bigger than you. Because Atwood keeps on mocking James English, saying, "Oh, he's the biggest podcaster in the universe," as if you know, as if. Uh, James English is uh, full of shit, but James yeah. English is certainly bigger than Sean Atwood. Yeah. He's certainly, even though he's got less subscribers, that literally means nothing. There's channels out oh. there with 2 million subscribers that hit 130 views on a video. Everyone knows about them. They've clearly just bought subscribers over time. Whether Sean Atwood has done that is a different story, but certainly he's got 400,000 more subscribers than James English. He, he's got a th- not- two, yeah, James English is a third the size of Sean's channel. Let's look at it that way, a third the size. And yet he continually puts up numbers far greater than anything he puts out. Much, much, much bigger than Sean Atwood's. Like many times, his normal episodes take many times the views that Sean Atwood's normal episodes take. Although after doing all this shit, of course, Sean Atwood, his videos have had more views than normal because people are tuning in to see if he mentions you know, any of this stuff yeah. again. So he's getting all his views on his alleged wild woman videos. Um, he's getting like five, <sighs> 6,000 views. He never used to get that on a video. He used to get about 2,000 views, um, up to 10,000 and up to possibly 20,000 on a very good video, uh, which is also, which which is really bad because James yeah. English is constantly hitting 60, 70, 80 plus and has several videos with over a million in his three years on YouTube, you know? So yeah. no wonder Sean Atwood's got the green eyes for him. Yeah, there's and to me it's no question why Sean has been having his eyes set, bringing him up for no relevant reason, uh, bringing up old shit, bringing up old texts. He's just bringing crying for attention, you know. Inflammatory bullshit. Yeah, it's it's no different than the stuff we've gone on, you know, and we don't have to get into that, but. It's the same thing. These people are just hungry for attention. So they're just going to sling all this crap at you uh, to try to get some attention. And then play the victim. Yep. Yep. If you and then if exactly, they'll they'll talk all this smack. As soon as you defend yourself, you hit back. Oh, oh, you're cyberbullying me now. Get the hell out of here. It's old and tired. And I I, want to take a page from. Uh from James in that regard where let's just move on don't have to talk about these yeah. goddamn clowns he doesn't even talk about them he doesn't no. even talk about them and this is why Sean's uh, outrage at James English actually clapping back let's say was all the more uh, bemusing because Atwood had been sniping at James English in totally out of order ways for the last few days and then that Decaheggy podcast where uh you know, I'm sure James English's own lawyers will have had a look at that uh, in relation to the things that were said. Uh, you know, because uh, again, it was there were some outrageous claims getting made, which I believe have been cut out. Uh, the, the live stream was about an hour longer than it now is on Decaheggy's channel, so there's been a lot of cuts to it. Um, <laughs> is that but, surprising? You know, 
it's not surprising at all uh, because they kept saying, oh, oops, don't say the name James English. Did you see that? Yeah, they kept and then saying, they kept saying oh, it anyways. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, oh my God. So they clearly had a plan beforehand. Let's talk about James English, but don't say his name, you know? It's, that yeah. ain't going to cut the fucking mustard, boys. Um, but, you know, they did they did, they did, did what they did. But Atwood being surprised that James had done a video back. And you, Atwood was literally shaking in his, in his video and he was absolutely furious that James had had the gall to put it on his main channel he was like shaking his head tutting he was like he put it on his main channel and you could just see him he was so pissed off about that <laughs> fact it's like yes because that hasn't happened before mate and he knows the mainstream actually keeps an eye on james english's channel there's been a couple of newspaper articles based on podcasts that james english has actually had um so, i'm glad james you know, put it on his main channel let that same, yeah you yeah. know because you and i have been covering this uh since day one, essentially, yep. we, we have, yep. the name of the show is the Daddy Gate Podcast. Uh, we thought about changing it a few times in the past, but I think it, it needs to stay there because this is what's going to, when people search Daddy Gate, this is why I had been telling people, you know, when you want to spread the word, hashtag Daddy Gate, you know, all things yeah. connected to Daddy Gate. So when people search it, this these are the things that people will find there is no I, I mean for someone that's trying to hide it sweep it under the rug you know stuff it in their closet or whatever it's not going anywhere and for someone like james english to use their platform and talk about daddy gate on the big stage essentially i thought it was badass like i said the video his videos already got nearly two hundred forty thousand views in only three days uh, big ups to him, man. You can feel how you wish about James one way. It doesn't, that's not, you're entitled to your opinion, but I am going to give credit where it's, where it needs to go. No one has done it. And to see someone of James's caliber to do that, I thought was a huge win. Yeah. You know? I thought it was excellent. Yeah. Hell I yeah. thought it was absolutely excellent. Um, a, a great day in Daddygate because it's just getting closer to the mainstream and also allowed Sean Atwood to allowed us to see what kind of uh, excuses Sean Atwood's going to bring out in air. Now, could you imagine he was bringing out the kind of excuses that he's brought out to actual journalists that were questioning him about it? They would see through his facade in a matter of seconds. They won't believe his YouTube constructed responses, which are, this was a troll. I think they would get the, if they are indeed, um, doing their their job correctly i think a lot of the responses or reactions would be very similar to matt or philia you know he had no matt idea Orphalia, about, yeah. no idea of daddy gate and when sean was giving his responses or answers to it you could see in matt's face like i'm not really buying this shit you know <laughs> yeah matt was thinking about what sean Atwood was saying rather than yeah. just believing it he was thinking about it and he was like ah right okay but then so, you'll have on the flip side of that ah. you'll have other people that will know everything about daddy gate and will help don't sean care. you know i'm gonna call this guy out i don't care steve wraith steve wraith knew everything about daddy gate i messaged him he had all the evidence and then when it came to put sean on his show even before that i go steve what's going on here dude you know everything about daddy gate he goes oh well you know people just make accusations i go i gave you freaking evidence Oh, well, you know, you know, it's just business. Uh, you're going to have people like that. 
And it's yeah. unfortunate it's and just, it's sad that we're at the end of the day they don't care. It's their bottom line. It's you know, I guess their livelihood, I guess, is the way they look at it and justify it in their minds. Well, people are going to shill for Atwood um, because Atwood, they see Atwood's sub count, but they don't look at the views. And you see some of these people shilling for Sean Atwood, and as we said before, they don't get the views. They must notice that they don't get the views that they were expecting. They must also see when they shout him out on Twitter, etc., or when Atwood puts things on Twitter, he gets three retweets. Now, <laughs> this is a guy... You know, can you imagine Joe Rogan put something out on Twitter? Do you think he'd have three retweets? Yeah. No, he'd have he'd, he would have tens of thousands of retweets, uh, certainly several thousand. So there's a bit of a disparity because uh, he doesn't have several thousand the amount of subs that Sean Atwood has. You know, there's there's a big disparity. A lot of Sean Atwood subs are dead, but people will see the the sub count of Atwood and they say that oh that's it that I'll. I'll definitely, I'll just get him on my show and I'm going to allow him to flatter me and I'm going to allow him to uh, get his narrative out there, which is that anyone that saw Daddy Gate and remembers Daddy Gate happening and unfolding is a troll and that they all have either misremembered or made it all up in their heads, made up all these sick sexual scenarios when there's videos leaking uh, or, sorry, Phil, um, photographs leaking of Atwood with his tongue in Carly's mouth, among yeah. several other things, that conversations. That they sent me. Yeah, that but these Carly sexual scenarios me. are in our heads. They sent it to me, but it's in yes. our heads. Get the hell point. out of here. Yeah, that's a good point. And then the, the, we've got the conversation with Carly and Brian Harvey, uh, BH, where Carly was absolutely fuming with Sean at that point. She was very annoyed with Sean Atwood at that time because he totally ditched her. She went on Brian Harvey's... She went to speak to Brian Harvey. Brian Harvey recorded the conversation without her knowing that it was recorded for his own safety, and he was very open about that. He published it on his channel and said, this is recorded for both of our own safety because he thought Callie was in trouble. And Callie said, Sean Atwood... Uh, I went down for help and he wasn't uh, within two hours of the first podcast. Was it right that he slept with me within two hours of the first podcast? No, it wasn't. She's a trafficked woman. Uh, she was actively being trafficked at the time she was on your podcast if we're to believe what Atwood himself has said. And yet people are fine to dismiss it as if it's it's fine. Yeah, 100%, man. The, that brings me to the other point where Sean resurfaced the video of Callie, uh, the Callie interview where she's in prison. A video that was very similar. It was exactly the same video, but this was the longer unedited version. version. Yeah, yeah, the full version, if you will. I did a response mm -hmm. video to it. Uh, that so just That's to right. recap for those people that are brand new and welcome all those new Daddy Gate subscribers because I I know I noticed we did get a little bit of a bump uh, the last couple of weeks because of all this. So to all the new folks. Feel free to uh, listen back to the back uh, catalog so it can make all sense. So you listen episode one through ten. Uh, but I so there was a video where Sean is interviewing Callie and it's on my Odyssey channel. You guys can still see it. It's my response video. It's I think I named it the Atwood Man Manipulation Files. Callie's sitting there on a the couch. He's asking her questions and it's clear as day that he is manipulating the conversation to how he wants it to be. And this is before she was due to disappear for a few months behind bars. Now, in the last few days, 
Sean, for whatever reason, decided to uh, release the unedited <laughs> full version of that video. And in that video, there are many uh, theories, many speculations and uh, as to why Sean took it down almost immediately after he uploaded it himself. But in my theory is because if you listen to the longer unedited full version of that video, and the response videos on my channel, I think Brett Gustav actually has the whole thing on his channel. Um, yeah. But if you listen to it, there are times Sean is asking Callie how Daddy Gate started and, you know, the origins of it, if you will. And Callie yep. is like, uh, uh, I, I don't, don't know. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And to me, that was so freaking damning, man, because she didn't even. So not only does his right hand man, the cameraman not know the origins or, you know, have all the answers to Daddy Gate, but neither does Callie, apparently. And, you know, the comments, the dislikes were flying in. Even his own supporters like, Sean, you need to take it down. It's not a good look. And sure enough, Sean, after how long was it up? And then he took it down. Like it was two up hours? one hour. One hour? One hour. And then and it had two over 200 dislikes. I think it had, I can't remember now, but it, it had over 200. And I think it had well over 200. Damn, I think it was screenshotted. I think it was closer to 500. But I do have someone that said they recorded it, man. I did. Interesting. I, yeah. Someone uh, messaged me. They screen recorded it. I don't know what they screen recorded, if it was just the audio or what, but I'll find out. Oh, we need to if, see the comments. If anyone's yeah. got those comments, please let us know. Put it on your channel, link it down below, or get in touch with us because we would love to see those comments. Um, yeah. I, I saw the comments and I had recorded them, but it didn't work, unfortunately. So I was like, oh my God, I lost the recording. Uh, absolute nightmare. But the comments were absolutely scathing. And a lot of them were scathing, scathing because it was evidently disturbing she looked like she was under the influence of an extremely strong extremely strong drug and she did not look well she did not look healthy it did not it was not a good look she her head was lopping back her eyes were rolling in her head at times her tongue was coming out sometimes and it was it's really disturbing you get and Sean's you steering the entire conversation dude he's steering it uh we had been saying you know this is the the Sean Kelly relationship is you know, put your feelings aside for one second on the whole Me Too movement, but it's a classic Me Too uh, scenario. You know, you got someone in yeah, power, a, uh, yeah. someone that does, doesn't have any power um, and being steered into the conversation to get the final outcome that Atwood wanted, you know, and that, to that's take all the blame. Yeah. To take all the blame just before she goes into jail. And Atwood said... Oh, and I think it was Matt or Felia's channel. He said, uh, "Oh, we recorded this just in case anything legal happened." <laughs> why would Why would anything well. legal happen? You know, it's it's just it's just odd. The whole thing was disturbing and creepy. I was I, I like I say I really got the impression that I was I was watching a video that was wrong. Like this, like almost I almost felt like there's something illegal about this video. You know, yeah. like this isn't right at Didn't all because right. she looked like she'd be drugged up. Um, also, uh, did you notice something else in the interview that Atwood did on, or sorry, the podcast that Atwood did on his own channel? He actually said in his response to James English to people's questions, he actually said that Callie was heavily addicted to drugs when she came to his house. I thought yeah. she was supposed to have been clean. Uh, you know, I thought she was supposed to have got off the drugs and she was staying with him. She, he was outraged 
outraged that people were claiming they were back on drugs. Remember that? Yeah. He was absolutely outraged at that. Well, but now he's saying she was addicted to drugs when she came to his house. Well, how many... There's been a deliberate attempt by Sean Atwood. That's a good catch. I didn't catch that, so that's a good catch. But it doesn't surprise me. There's been a deliberate attempt by Atwood in the last few weeks, maybe last couple of months, to rewrite history, change the narrative... Uh, that would be a perfect example of that. Another example yes. is that the whole thing, the whole prank was for a prank on one troll. Now, That's if like, you've been paying attention to him the last couple of weeks, this was a prank on the trolls with an yep. S. So the narrative, he's slowly trying to manipulate it and re, you know rewrite history, in other words. And we, we're catching it. We're, we're, you know, anyone that's been following it closely, we all see it happening. Unfortunately, the people that are coming in brand new are probably going to miss these little nuances. And this is why it's important to talk about it and put it on the record. Exactly. It's very, very difficult to come into a situation at the end of it or in the middle of it and catch up with everything. It's really, really, really difficult to do which is why I try and make videos which put everything together. And I've still missed out on multiple pieces of information in my video, actually. There's several. Uh, did you hear when he said, as somebody pointed out in my comments very astutely, uh, when Atwood said he just blamed everything on a mixed race guy, a yeah. random mixed race guy. He said, oh, well, I can't tell you too much, but Carly had this uh, guy come down to the house, mixed race guy. I mean, what you did know, that have to do with anything, man? <laughs> yeah, What's the like, relevance to it? It's like the, it's like that scene in Goodfellas where uh, the guy just lets the gangsters take his truck, and then he's like, "It's an insurance job," so he gets on the phone to the police, and he says, two black guys just stole my truck," you know, yeah. <laughs> um, just to throw them off the scent. Although he doesn't say it in those words, but um, I would just say some mixed race guy. But then, if if you caught what he said after that, he said this mixed mixed race. Cali had this mixed race guy. He came around to the house. He used my computer to entice pedophiles. I can't say much more about it. So you're letting a stranger come in and use your own personal computer to entice pedophiles <laughs> knowingly. <laughs> the I don't whole think story doesn't sounds, make sense. Yeah. That sounds like he's trying to get on top of something. Uh, yeah, he's now, covering stuff he's up, not, man. He's the one that mentioned that. I'm not, you know, he mentioned it. You know what he's like with when people talk about things that he mentions or people talk about the minor charges on his rap sheet. But... They are there. I'm not trying to make anything sound worse than it is. I find it extremely odd that Sean Atwood brought that up out of nowhere and claimed that some mixed race guy that he didn't know came into his house, used his computer to entice pedophiles. I find that very odd. Uh, why would that have happened and why would it have been mentioned? And then he said, I can't say anything else about it. It's just, it's just, it seems, it seems disturbing. It's, you know, it's quite disturbing. No. There's a lot of weird shit going on in my opinion here. And... Yeah, it's all mirrors the the minor characters as well in that regard. It it, it just seems mm -hmm. like it's there's so many similarities. So Sean is the the man up top, but it just trickles down where these lies they spew them with such ease, and it almost seems like they have conviction in their lies, you know. Uh, and yep. these. All the things that they say can be verifiably proven wrong, and they still run with it. You know, even when Gosh, called like out that. on it. Yeah, it's just, it, I don't know. I'm glad you put out the, the title of gaslighting, because I had heard the term, but I honestly didn't know. I'm going to confess, I didn't know the exact definition of it. 
But now that mm-hmm. I understand it a little bit better, it completely fits in with the the whole thing. Uh, you know, saying make, things. You question yourself. Like, yes, like, you just lied. You said the opposite thing yesterday. No, I didn't. Yes, you yeah, did. No, I yeah. didn't. You're crazy. You're a bully. You know, it's like, what's going on here? It, yeah, it's the the whole like that whole thing I was just telling you about. You know, at first the whole narrative was a prank on a troll. Mm-hmm. Now it's a prank on the trolls, and in a few weeks you ask them like, oh yeah, yeah, this was a prank on every one of these guys you know you it was a prank on a troll initially a person that he said was harassing abuse survivors for several months it was a prank on a troll initially and it's now morphed into the people that believed what he put out with the intention of having people believe it because he said it was his intention to believe it he wanted to make it realistic and he put out this video with Kali because he wanted people to believe that he had done this stuff uh and now suddenly all the people that believed his prank that he claims it is and are outraged by it, they are now the trolls. Yeah. You know, he's like, he's yeah. mixing it all together. Yeah, and again, straight up gaslighting, man. Uh, where, and that's that's why, again, something like this show that we're doing right here, the content you put on your channel, the content I put on my channel, it's it's like a record of it. So no matter how hard he tries to change the narrative, rewrite history, uh, spew different propaganda, uh, the truth is there, you know, and yep. he can't run away from it. And that's probably why, you know, the whole deplatforming processes were were started. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. That's and, it. They want us off. Yeah, suppress the truth, hide it. Uh, I don't know. That's why I, I did a small little video. I'm not a video engineer like you are, but I think I, I put it on the, on the, here on this, the Daddy Gate podcast, just a two minute quick little fun video, Shill Atwood. But I just wanted to highlight the, some of the gaslighting techniques, like where, show me the proof, show me the evidence. He's been saying that over and yeah. over the last when couple of weeks. There. And so what did I do? I inserted the CCTV footage. I put the yep. fake employment letter, some of the most damning bits and pieces. Exactly. I go, here yep. is the proof, dude. You, um, Yeah, it's, oh, he, here's a gang by, boss in prison. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> by repeating, by repeating the phrase, show me the evidence, just show me the evidence. It's, that's just a manipulation technique. It's more gaslighting. And all, when you just say, show me the evidence, you know, where's your proof? When you know that people have shown evidence and have shown proof, all it does is tell his new subscribers that, yeah. ah, look, these people don't have any evidence. They don't have any proof. They're just trolling him. They're just trolls. Like, that would attract a hell of a lot of trolls. Let's let's just say that much. Um, I wonder when he's going to start saying Sonia Poulton was trolling him as well because the interview with Sonia Poulton was one of, actually, looking back on it, one of the most damning records of yeah. what went on with Atwood. And I, I think we were, we were initially, I'm glad we're, let's touch on it real quick. I'm glad we're bringing it up because initially I think a lot of people were like, ah, uh, Sonia Poulton, and you can feel how you want. I'm just talking about this particular instance. Yeah, where people are like, oh, she sold out. She should have been hammering them. Now, in hindsight, 
it is a damning piece of interview. And I'm not saying I'm sticking up for her one way or, or I'm shitting on her. I'm not telling you how you should feel about uh, Miss Poulton. I'm just saying, looking at it objectively, that was a damning piece. And yes. the, the other clip that you put in on your video yesterday where uh, Muhammad Butt and Poulton yep. talking about it. I, I forgot yep. about that, man. So when yep, you put it too. up there, it was awesome to see that and listen to it again months later uh where my preconceived judgments you know from that time you know things have changed and to listen to it again I'm like god damn there's some serious yeah, shit going on, on here yeah exactly yeah exactly um the, the reality of the situation is what sean atwood did was objectively wrong uh, to pretty much anyone, regardless of whether you like them or not, most people can see that what Sean Atwood did was not acceptable. It's not a good look. It's not good for business. That's for sure. Um, and it's it's absolutely uh, morally wrong what he did. Certainly, in my opinion, anyway. Um, and I believe that to be just generally correct over the sort of mass of people that actually hear about it and see it and for what it actually is with the evidence. Without Sean Atwood's story of just claiming it's trolls, uh, most people will come to the conclusion that it's not acceptable that an anti-pedophilia campaigner filmed an abuse victim who has autism kneeling down and calling him daddy and preparing to give him head. That is not acceptable. There's yeah. no other way about it. Yeah, and you know, there's people that say, oh, it wasn't a big deal. We have pointed out the stuff afterwards that just made this what make could have easily been not a big deal you know like like ha he has been trying to state by simply owning up to it and moving on but instead all yep. these subsequent games from uh you know from scamming people hard-working people to donate to a gofundme where the people were donating money and had no idea that this was this money was going to an active adult worker who was charging 1200 pounds uh per tapping sesh and the subsequent stuff you know from deplatforming to illegal copyright strikes to all this other uh bs and if you call yourself a truther this whole thing has put in a black eye to someone that it procl uh, proclaims to be talking about the truth and, and exposing this and exposing that and instead you the whole entire credibility of this character is put to question in my eyes has zero credibility and i think in the eyes of the people that have been following our work and following a lot not only our work but they have done their own work on the, you know their own due diligence a lot of the people that follow us are very intelligent man and maybe they don't make their own youtube channels and you know they don't have time for that but they've been following closely i get these messages from people and like hey did you think about this and they give us insightful stuff so it's been a group and uh team effort it's not just you and i talking and, and true media talking it's been a collective and i think for everyone that's been following it intently as we all have there is zero credibility with this character at this point in time absolutely um, we just want our audience, unlike Atwood's active audience, a lot of them, to be able to just think for themselves and take a look at things for themselves, you know? We're not trying to convince anyone. I had a comment on my channel the other day saying, you've convinced me, man. 
uh, I've unsubbed to Sean Atwood and it's like, well, that's not my goal at all. You know, I don't yeah. want to convince. What I want you to do is look at the evidence and make your own mind up. And if there are any holes in the evidence that I have provided, please show it. I'm putting it out in public. If there's any holes there, they are there to be exposed. So please do. But, you know, I don't want to convince anyone. It's not about persuading anyone about our way of thinking. We make no secrets about our opinions of Sean Atwood ourselves, but I don't care if anyone else shares the same opinion or not. It's literally just look at the evidence and see for yourself. And then I fail to see how you could have any other opinion of the man, to be perfectly honest, unless you're prepared to overlook some crazy shit. And if you you still decide to be on... that side on on the sean atwood side and be like no it's no big deal i want to talk to you and i have spoken with people like that you know uh with miss joyce um unfortunately that podcast didn't save but this person and and i take that back this person did not see all the evidence because i brought up some pieces you know the landlady look at it yeah she refused to look at same thing with uh mr nipple clamps same damn thing i brought up the same questions oh i don't i know i don't know much about it i don't know much about it so the people that do defend that's the common pattern they don't want to look at the evidence they don't want to have their viewpoints um challenged you know what i'm saying it's it's 100 yes it's very infuriating we need a logical person who wants to come and you know speak to yourself or speak on here and discuss their reasons of why they like uh, you know, why they still support Sean Atwood, why Daddy Gate's not a big deal. I've seen a couple of comments on James English's uh, video saying, oh, come on, James, it's just it's just a guy uh, dressing up his missus as a schoolgirl. Uh, you can think what you like of that, but actually the... <laughs> it was not a schoolgirl. It was someone that hadn't... You know, that outfit was a preschool yeah. child's outfit. You know, Which no matter how it, you think of the, the schoolgirl thing, but that's not even an, a valid argument. Second of all, she's not supposed to be his missus. She, he was fundraising for her because she was a vulnerable, trafficked woman. That's been one of the things that I think hasn't really been brought up enough, I think, and where that it needs to be highlighted more. This was a podcast guest, and somewhere along the lines, or along the process, somewhere along the lines... It went from Callie being a podcast guest to somehow his lover uh, sending those thumbnails where they're clearly romantically involved and whatnot. And no one, I don't think no one ever really touched much on it. Have you noticed that? Or is that just. Yeah, it's just a, I think it it's just I think because everyone sort, of, sort of knew anyway. You know what I mean? But it's actually, a, a, you know. If that's his partner and he hasn't told people that that's his partner when he's fundraising for her, that is bordering on fraud. And Atwood himself has admitted fraud. He actually said on his uh, live stream that he put out after James English did his video, he actually said, people have accused me of um, fundraising for podcast studio equipment as if I'm so desperate that I would commit fraud, you know? (laughs) So he admits that. Uh, using a GoFundMe for something that was not explained to the audience is fraud. So if Callie actually turns out to have been his partner, that is fraud. And a lot of people, like you say, aren't really that, that interested in that fact. Yeah, it's a, that relation, that dynamic has never um, been explained. I also wanted to touch back. Uh, you know, remember during the watermen, watermelon challenge, which some people that are new don't really understand why watermelon emojis are appropriate 
in the daddy gate it's very appropriate on one of my early live streams um crap it was actually on my live stream with jimmy james harris uh rest in peace jimmy james he was my first podcast guest and uh i just actually yesterday we both found out that he had passed away so rest in peace to jimmy james harris yeah that was uh, sad news that and like you say he was one of the first in fact he was the first he was the first former pop atwood guest to go on the record um so like you say man just rest in peace that was, yesterday was the first we heard so yeah it's a shame he was definitely a nice guy yeah my condolences and i don't want to i was just remembering the watermelon challenge and he was actually the guest during the watermelon challenge mm-hmm. episode but in the watermelon uh challenge i had asked um sean to show us that you know his flat wasn't too high up because he was claiming that's where cali was gonna attempt suicide and whatnot and he ended up taking up my challenge we call it the watermelon challenge i asked him to put it on his channel he put it on cali's channel and then when cali recorded the challenge and i asked him to do the challenge he had cali do the challenge and cali drove up in her car and just walks into his flat you know so that i remember seeing i'm like wait a minute this isn't just a relationship between someone helping out a podcast guest you know this is more to it where she can just walk in you know drive up to his house anytime she wants unannounced and that was one of the first times i started to like wait a minute there there's something more going on here yeah and and if it did turn sexual between them, it never, ever should have turned sexual between them because I know they're both adults, but Atwood has got a duty of care over his podcast guests and it is for him to say no to the traumatized women that have been abused all their lives. He even says, oh, it was all Callie's idea to do the Daddy Gate uh, video. It's for him to say no to that. Yeah. You know what I mean? She's traumatized and she's been abused and quite possibly having been raped so many times and abused so many times throughout her life all she probably knows is sex which is an unfortunate fact for traumatized and abused women and it is for him as the podcaster to say no to the person that he's supposed to be helping for filming that you know in no to filming that prank and no to things going further it's absolutely bang out of line it shows severe moral failings if it did turn sexual and of course sean atwood will never admit it but tongue in the mouth uh, telling me that I'm jealous of his sex life, you know, all these Nude things. photos they do seem all over his flat. photos and actually videos of Callie masturbating because some of those photos were actually thumbnails of videos yeah. where Callie was actually masturbating. So, yeah, you know. It's, and then what it comes up on the search wrong. engine? <laughs> you put in Callie Dime. Well, I'm, I'll not let, gonna say I'm not going to say. Yeah. Well, you guys try it. Themselves. If you type Kali, this is this is how badly Sean Atwood has damaged Kali Diamond's reputation. If you type Kali Diamond into YouTube search engine, put down below in the comments what the first thing that comes up is, and see if you get the same thing as I have. Because I've yeah. certainly never searched for that term in my life. Uh, I can assure you of that. I don't use that kind of uh, that kind of terminology, to be honest. And I find it very odd that yeah, this person. So, yeah, that's the first. So everyone, that's a thought experiment. That's everyone's homework, Daddy Gate homework uh, for, for today. Yes. Go to Google, Kelly. Uh, is it Google or YouTube? It's YouTube. It's YouTube's okay, YouTube. on search. It was on Just mobile. Just put in Kelly so Diamond know. and see what yeah. the next word comes up. You guys can thank us later. 
Um, <laughs> but uh, we're Let rolling us go down below. Yeah, we're rolling up on an hour, my man. It was another great show. As always, we appreciate you guys for tuning in week in and we do every it's few weeks out. Excellent. 100%. <laughs> Where can people find you, my man? I am, of course, on YouTube, Chancer, Twitter, Chancer Media, and also I'm an Odyssey uh, Chancer as well. So you can get me at any of those places. That is exquisite. You can find me on Odyssey. I, If you are new to this whole thing, I was once legendary for the live stream realm. Um, I'm still doing them, and they're still tons of fun. So please join us there on Odyssey. My link to my channel will be in the description. So I would love to see you there, and you guys can join the fun. I also have a private Facebook group. So if you guys are on Facebook... Uh, the private Facebook group is a lot of fun. We do a lot of memes. We have, and we, it's pretty much like 85, 90% daddy gate talk. So you can get caught up in there. Uh, we have a great community there. So I will put a link. Do not search for it on your own because there is an imposter group out there. If you've yeah. run into a group with only a handful of members, that is not the real one. Our group is bordering on 200 now. Uh, would love to have you there, but make sure that you join and if you have a super private account that it doesn't matter i may ask uh you to voice verify just to we like to know who's in there and we have a pretty good um handle on the situation but it's a lot of fun so be sure to join us there on the private facebook group um and uh any other announcements Think that's no i think that's everything man just uh nice to have everybody tuning in put your comments and thoughts down below of course and subscribe if you're not already subscribed because as i said at the start this channel isn't supposed to exist apparently it's been deleted if you believe the rumors and then the other thing i would just like to say is once again obviously sad news about jimmy james harris uh, from the eot podcast again that was just yesterday that we found out so um, you know, rest in peace to him, of course, yeah. and condolences to his friends and family. Yeah, definitely have my my thoughts. Um, just found out about that yesterday, and completely relevant to everything we've been cut on or covering. Um, yeah, he was a, a huge uh, a huge guest at the start because he was, you know, just the first former podcast guest of Sean Atwood's that had the balls to come out and talk about his experiences. He wasn't rude about him or anything like that. He just came on and chatted about his experiences. And yeah, it was a, it was I, a good uh, it was a good podcast. God, I was, I've been reminiscing about that, you know, pretty much all morning today. That's when I was starting a live stream. Like I mentioned, he was my first guest. And that's when my screen had a piece of tape on the webcam. I had to call him on Facebook Messenger, put him on speakerphone, and then stick That's right. stick yeah. the speaker end to my headset, and it was as ghetto as you can be, but much love to him. He helped me, you know? I only had a few hundred subscribers at the time, so when he agreed to be my first guest, I was super ecstatic, so much love to my man. He was a huge part at the very beginning for daddy gate so gotta gotta give the man much love and definitely condolences to friends and family uh yeah i i apparently it was a few weeks ago and but we just found out yesterday apparently so yeah much love to the man life is a precious thing beautiful thing so 
enjoy it everyone um much love to each and every one of you guys and uh much love to you mr kitty cat thank you and the same to you my friend all right y'all until next time we will catch you on the flip side make sure you guys hit the description video description for all the links all right y'all see you later guys peace